WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episode. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommon Plate. Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Once again, we're doing another PodFest interview. We have with us Billy Bayraw. Nailed it. And I didn't chop his last name up. He had to practice with me for a few minutes. So, Billy, please tell us why you're here at the PodFest, a little bit about yourself, about your podcast, and what you do for a living. Sure. Um, Well, the overarching reason to do podcasting or getting into entertainment in general is to try to get my last name pronounced right by the bulk of the population. My whole family, since I was born, has been correcting people. Is it Bara? Is it Baro? Is it a whole slew of different types and Bayra I appreciate you pronouncing it correctly and starting uh, the trend of 2023 on the right note Um, when it comes to uh, my podcast I am partners with good friend of mine Meg uh, and we are the adopt twins okay so we are two friends um, who are adopted Uh, Meg is transracially adopted and I may be illegally adopted kind of not quite sure it's, it was a gray area i found out two years ago from my father about how that all went down but we're here for anybody who has a link with adoption so that we can give voice to an overlooked community and that's amazing because like thinking about that you know how all those and i hate to do this but lifetime movies um i'm from west virginia but i lived in virginia and at the university of virginia uh there was a swap of two kids which is a very famous story and they were adopted out one of them was adopted out so that's kind of wild you know, there was a, a swap. Yeah, there was a swap, and then there was an adoption with the swap. Wow. Yeah, that, I'll have to. I'll link that up to you later. Well, it really is a when adopted kids like get to know each other. Like, there's a lot of things that are under the surface that we sort of relate on. It is there's the fear of abandonment is one of the biggest things, and that can manifest in so many different ways. Whether it be being sort of distant with people that you get close with so you're not worried about being hurt down the line or whether you become the life of the party so everybody immediately likes you so that you can sort of mitigate the risk factors of having that hurt um and then our poor partners in our relationships i (laughs) all of us I'm, i'm married and my wife is a saint and she has the patience to deal with every little like I don't know if it's not a freak out per se, but it's certainly a reaction that's just like, well, that's not how normal people react to things sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And that's a lot of that's an, um, a lot of an emotional overload. How do you handle that? Because when you talk to these people, it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. It's a cringe factor to a certain degree, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So how do you handle like that emotional attachment that you get to these people once you start talking to them? Because there's so much correlation and relation going on. Like, how does that... How do you just It's been a journey. So when I was much younger, I got involved with acting. And so there, I developed, I guess, a superiority complex, which, hey, as long as I got me and I'm doing shows and people are clapping for me, I'm good. And then 
went to New York to try to become a successful actor. It did not work. New York is a crazy place, if you can believe it. And the biggest problem with it is you can't get bored. So it's hard to become inspired when you're consistently having any thoughts that has some sort of desire immediately fulfilled. And so moving back home and realizing that when you go to a bar and just say, hey, how you doing? I act. And they look at you and say, do you have a job? Well, no. And then they go away. All right, there's some things that need to change. So I got into like a lot of new age philosophy, got into meditation and got into really sort of understanding myself, but more so listening and being interested in others' lived experience. And then when that went as far as it went, I got into antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. But it was so crazy to experience because for so long and, you know, people who are on like a journey of self-healing and self-discovery and overcoming some traumas, there is that badge of honor of like, I can do it myself. And when I got on these drugs, all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, this is, like, this is kind of course correcting like a chemical component that is causing overreaction and obsession that doesn't necessarily help me or my identity as, or define me as a person too. And so I recently got off of them because I kept sweating and soaking my sheets um, and felt like with a good combination of meditation and yoga, I could keep that sort of endorphin rush going and keep balanced. So that's, that's how I deal with it. Other people deal with it with a whole host of different ways. Right, and that's so encouraging. I'm glad that you did that. That's probably the hidden gem inside this episode because people need to find a way to have certain types of self-care or self-maintenance. I don't like self-care. Sure. Self-maintenance to keep themselves going, being, being able to function and all that. So now get into your podcast. Yeah. Um, you all have a process for that, and that's something I want to talk to you about because every podcaster has a different way they do a podcast. I have a, I have a lot of automation for mine, so mine's different. Tell me about the podcast process that you all go through when you decide to do a show. So what we decided on was to do a batch of episodes, about 10 episodes, and edit them. Thank you. I am very funny. Um, and edit... <laughs> Uh, and, and edit them and then release them sort of, I guess, five months later is, okay. is what we gave the commitment. Now, Meg and I know nothing about podcasting. We just said this would be fun. Let's see what technology is available. We ended up with Alitu. Okay. Um, and it's great when it comes to ease, but when it comes to editing, we're going in and manually editing every sort of pause. And while I'm talking at a very consistent pitch right now, it's because I've had several cups of coffee. Usually, I'm thinking about what I'm saying, and I'm taking the pauses. And our process then becomes probably per our podcast to get it down to 30 minutes. It takes a good three days of work if we don't have life interrupt us. So currently, we have about 10 episodes out, which is great. And after, and and we're looking to release another five uh, in the next in the next five weeks. Okay, so batching your episodes—that's something that we do. I really appreciate that from you all inside podcasting because it makes it easier. You can go in and edit, like you said, everything you said. That structure is what podcasters should attain to do. A lot of podcasters just have to go week to week, and I'm like, 
you don't really have to go week to week with your content simply because if you have a linear expression, we, you know how to, everybody knows how to do that math. You do it straight across. You don't go up and down the paper until it need be for that, for that equation or whatever you're doing. All right, so we're going to ask you a few questions from a vintage uh, series that we had inside our podcast called Podcast Collide. These are just questions like we just did with that one more in depth about uh, podcasting. What has been your biggest disappointment inside podcasting? That we weren't immediately famous. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to say because our expectations were very low to go in. And so we don't know what we don't know yet. We just have been putting the podcast out and the episodes, honestly, whether they garner one or two sort of new listens per is a huge victory for us. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to a restaurant tomorrow that one of our subscribers has, I think, recommended to us here in Orlando because they live in Orlando. And so we're going to go experience that. So I really like that sort of experience. Um, A disappointment? Not doing... We should have done more research as to technologically would have been what would have been more advantageous and time-saving for the editing process. Okay. So sort of like what we do. We use an artificial intelligence uh, thing called Podcastle. It takes care of everything. You still, with editing, what people don't realize is you still have to listen to your audio to see, even if you use that AI. Um, we do that, you know, it takes all the distractions, the ums, and all that other stuff out of it. Um, but you um. still, have to, yeah, like, like, um, you still have to listen though. And if you don't listen, you're not editing. Right. So there's no way of getting out of that. And then what you guys do, distraction editing, doing that off of a raw copy, that's got to be rough, you know. In it, general, it it is it's it, it it is a time-consuming process, and it is a war of attrition, because <laughs> I can be sitting for three hours and blow through a whole Netflix series, and I'll still have more editing to do on one episode. Okay, so let me ask you this question: When you're editing your show, do you do it at one time or two times? Do you speed it up when you're editing your show? So the usually when I get to that point where it's editing which chunks of actual dialogue are going to make the cut. I usually do one and a half, I think. Okay. And But prior to that, the first edit, there is no listening to it. I'm literally just going through and seeing where the gaps are and then clicking, dragging to make it shorter. Okay. So that's kind of my process. All right, and, and your digital audio workstation, what do you use? A lot of people, they're like, what do you say that? What do you mean? Because they hear the word doll. I'm like, we use Logic Pro. We use GarageBand. People use Audacity. People use the, all kinds of stuff. So what do you all use to edit the show? Uh, Alito or oh, Alitu is, is a... It, uh, so the, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole very simple thing all in one for a beginning podcaster, yeah. Okay, so they're there to help you in, along the way, basically. Make it so, easy for people who don't know... Um, the nuance, yeah. All right, so that'll be de- definitely something audience and podcasters that we will put inside the episode in the show notes um, about that because that is something great if they help you along the way so you don't have to go outside of your spectrum that you're in basically yep. when you're doing a show. Yeah, it's an all-in-one ecosystem, which okay, is nice. Okay, now, what has been your greatest accomplishment thus far? Um, as a podcaster, I don't set goals. I just do things and they happen and they happen. And my biggest thing that we've accomplished is uh, we were able to go do, what, two live events? We did uh, Comic-Con. We did a wrestling event this year. Oh, so nice. What, so what about you all? What, what has been the biggest accomplishment thus far for you all? Really just having subscribers. Really having subscribers that are outside of our network. Uh, we were delighted when somebody from Australia 
listen to an entire episode and just having that sort of engagement with people and those who are sharing the content that we've created with other people that they think would benefit from listening to it. You know, those who are hoping to uh, relate and have it on like a genuine personal and uh, but still light basis. Okay. I'd say that that so far as, I mean, this is Meg and I's first time seeing each other at this conference in about 10 years. Wow. So we have been friends, but she lived in Connecticut. I went to Chicago and having the reunion and we're going to be going over to uh, Disney at on Sunday and having sort of this experience after shooting all of these episodes is kind of fun. Right. It's, it's kind of backwards almost in a way where it's like, you know, you should be hanging out and then la la la, but it's kind of cool to have it reversed. And that's amazing, but that would be a long commute for you all from Chicago to Connecticut. Like, the meeting ground for you would be Columbus, Ohio, what am I saying? Yeah, and I love Seabus. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Hang on, Sloopy, hang on. But <laughs> the, um, the reality of it, Meg would prefer Pittsburgh, actually. Pittsburgh, she's, a, okay. she's a Steelers fan. Um, <laughs> she'd make me go the extra mile for that one. Uh, but it is great that over technology we have the ability to do it. It's so cool to just have the thought of this would be cool to do. And instead of being like the postal service where it's I'll send you these tapes and now I'll, then I'll send you these tapes and then going back and forth like the early 2000s, it's just still kind of I still have reverence for the, that the technology exists for us to do it. Very important meetings happening over there. Yeah, we, we did this little small little intimate setup. We didn't know that other groups were going to be meeting here, but they are meeting here. So, audience, I do apologize. We do have that artificial intelligence that will clean this episode up, and it will sound nice. I got a question for you, though. You mentioned wrestling. Yeah. Uh, what kind of wrestling are you into? Um, I, when I was in high school and college, I wrestled amateur wrestling, freestyle, folk style, and Greco-Roman. But we watched professional wrestling. Sure. Yeah, we were like AEW. We liked WWE, uh, Ring of Honor. Yep. I was at All In. <gasps> Whoa. I was there when Cody won the belt. The pop was ridiculous. It was it like hit you in the chest with how happy everybody was for him. Um, seeing Kenny Omega take on Pentagon was crazy. Watching the Young Bucks and Rey Mysterio and I think it was the Lucha. No, it wasn't Lucha Brothers. But that last match of the night where they had a 30-minute match planned out that they did in eight minutes and all of the moves, it was crazy but i was also uh, at the united center and i got my ice cream bar when cm punk came <laughs> back so i always i always just love a fellow wrestling oh yeah that's amazing we'll have to do some collaborate later on down the road about for sure something. we're actually we're in a hot spot right now because uh and i'm sorry i put this on the show but royal rumble's tomorrow it is and you know we're not going to go into the details there's going to be a surprise entry we know that cody Rhodes is coming back more than likely he might actually win it yeah uh, if he doesn't I'm not surprised. I have another person that I take to win it, and that's Brock Lesnar. It makes sense. He'll either beat up Bobby Lashley, or they'll, something will happen between him and Bobby Lashley, and then he'll go from there. But anyway, you don't think Sami Zayn's got a chance? I think story for Sam. Yeah, I think, you think so. You think Owens and Sami get tagging up, or you think it's going to be ex- okay? Uh, this is this is what I think is going to happen. Um, there's going to be a swerve with the belts at some point. They're got, they got to split them up some way. That's true. Roman Reigns is going to get Cody Rhodes. They're, that's going to be the marquee match because they got to pass the torch the right way. Right. 
the other belt, they, they can do anything with it. Uh, over on Raw, it's, it's a horrible situation, which we'll go to a, yeah, uh, yeah. another time. Of course, oh, yeah, of course. Let's get I, just get ex- I just get excited right. talking about Oh, yeah, I love wrestling. <laughs> um, and definitely, anybody, make sure you do check it out tomorrow, even though you, this episode will be out. Whatever. Sometimes hey, check it out tomorrow anyways. It'll be on Peacock. Yeah, It'll still be there to watch if you missed it. <laughs> yeah. That's a great thing that's going on there. Now, inside your show, you and Meg are remote from each other. Uh, the re- recording times. You know, you're in a different time zone. You're, you live in the past. You're an hour in the past. Oh, yeah. And people people that don't understand, like, I've traveled. One day I was in Chicago, then I went back to West Virginia because I had to go uh, for something. And that hour's worth of difference kind of jarred me. Like, not like a jet lag, but how do you all make the times work? How do you make things work out to record with each other? Luckily, having it batched made it easy to have a steady uh, a, a steady schedule. Okay. So, I mean, Meg's juggling a bunch. Um, she's, you know, she has her kid, and she's got her job, and I'm, while I got my stuff too, it, the time, I have a little bit easier of a time commitment, so pretty much we figure out, like, what's the best time. Oh, there she is. Hey, Meg. I'm on a podcast. It's not ours, but I think people are going to listen to ours now. <laughs> please, please, please listen to ours. Um, but it's it, 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 it essentially it's all about scheduling. Both okay. of us come from like uh, a film background, so we're used to call sheets. We're used to, all right, this is when we're doing it. Be there about ten minutes early. Meg usually s- these people having such a good time talking business. <laughs> um, uh, usually, Meg sets up. All of the the pre the, like the, the pre production and I log in and then we boom have our conversation and then we're out and it takes okay. about an, an hour for whatever day that week that we're doing it. Okay, so that's not bad at all. So y'all got it worked out and everything streamlined. And that's one thing that inside podcasting organization organization is key. Yes. To having a great show. Now, for the fledging podcaster, because you're out of the fledging stages, what would you? What's a fledging? Fledging is like you know someone that just start now. That's sure. Just, that's just, you know, that, that doesn't have an episode out. Someone that is preoccupied with the thoughts of being a podcaster, but not there. Yep. What would be the key advice that you would give them that you didn't have when you first started podcasting? I would say just do it. Just get, get it in the can. Like, get it in the can. Go out there and talk and start with a very simple subject that you feel passionate about. I feel like that right there is what is going to spurn anywhere between a 15 minute to an hour discussion if you're by yourself or especially with somebody else. And I think that having the first one and the the jitters, like just know, like the first one you're going to do garbage. It's it's going to be the worst, but there's editing tools to make it sound better and every single one gets better the more you put into it. Okay, okay, and I like that. Um, now, this is something new that we're doing on the show. Um, I have this this phrase that I heard, and I heard it here at this conference, um, and, and this was wild, comparison. Someone said comparison defeats personality. So that's my new phrase. You take comparison and you finish off the comment. So comparison. Comparison's a necessary tool. Okay, no, elaborate. I feel like... There's a, you know, there, there is, when doing something new, there, there's benefits to monkey see, monkey do. 
you know? Like, if you have... To, to come in and say, I think I'll just do my own way with my art is short-sighted in the way that art kind of is created. It takes taking into other people's experiences and successes uh, into account and mimicry sometimes. It takes that confidence in order to go your own path and have the confidence to go your own path. I mean, I think it was Picasso where most of his stuff in his early life was just... You know, typical art that you would see for the time, and then at some point he became eh, Picasso. Okay. But I, I think comparison is is not a bad thing, and and taking a you know taking an ego check sometimes, maybe being like, oh, they do do it better, and then saying, but I could do that too with just a little spin on it, is could help growth. Okay, so like a form of emulation, but with your own twist yes absolutely okay and I can go I can go to the bank with that one because we all do take something from people and use it as our own and sometimes we do it better and sometimes we just do it better in our own eyes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good lead off there now one thing that we do on the show is we do the, this thing and this is nostalgic the shameless plug can you please plug where everyone can meet and greet you all across the internet so that they can interact with you so we can get your listenership up sure. so that we can get your Instagram if you have that or whatever social media you guys push absolutely uh, we can get that, that thing going this amazing thing called SEO actually I'm going to make I'm going to have Meg come over and, and push that come on over Meg you're going to push all of our links our Instagrams our websites we got we got Twitter We've got Facebook, we've got Spotify, and I feel like, because I've been talking for so long, and I mean, it is the Adopt Twins, Yeah. so um, I'd love to, for you guys to hear uh, the other voice of the Adopt Twins. All right, awesome, awesome. <laughs> All right, howdy, Meg. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm um, doing pretty well. Please tell us a little bit about yourself real fast. Sure. So I am the other half of the Adopt Twins. I myself am in Connecticut, and I am a transracial adoptee. So I found myself growing up in a white family, oh. even though I am not white. Not that anyone can see that except for you guys, but I was adopted from Korea. So that's okay. got to tell you a little bit about what I look like. All right. So what got you involved in podcasting? Um, hmm... I think I always hated podcasts because I have ADHD and it's hard for me to focus on listening to people just talk all the time. So I always have to rewind and be like, where did I leave off with listening? Where did I leave off with listening? But then the pandemic happened and I had a lot of free time and I said, nope. There's some podcasts that sound a little interesting. Let me give them a try. I got into it with uh, a lot of true crime podcasts. Everybody get comes in that way. Oh, yeah. They just suck you right in. And I listened to one, and then I was told through the commercials to listen to another one. So I decided to listen to that one. And that one actually took place in Connecticut. And I said, oh, no, true crime in Connecticut, and it's a cold case. Oh, dear. <laughs> so that was a little scary. And so... Billy and I have known each other for about a little over a decade now, and we were just joking around one night about different things, and I said, hey, we should just do a podcast. And here we are. Okay, okay. Now, 
being from Connecticut and doing a podcast, so you're over on the East Coast and he's in the Midwest. Yes. There's a difference in trends and listeners. So we live in West Virginia because we're the middle person between you guys. Yeah. And I know, like, when I'm in your area, it's a different type of listener. Mm. And you have to have a, a different type of pitch and approach to them. And you bring that because you're from the, the North Atlantic. Sure. He's from the Midwest, but he's in the North Midwest. So that's kind of like a Klondike-type deal. He's almost two skips away from being in Canada to a degree. So how does that... Uh, like conflict sometimes because you know it's a, it's a different mentality a different speed when you're in these different places what's the conflict in y'all's podcast sometimes well I think we have a few different areas where we have conflict even besides that I mean he did grow up in Connecticut so we do kind of have a similar way of thinking about things for that so there's not too much uh conflict in that area but i think most of our conflict really comes from our backgrounds being different even though we are the adopt twins uh, our adoption stories are quite different so our feelings on adoption are quite different so okay now audience make sure you check out their podcast it is the adopt twins at www oh one T. One T? One T? I know that. But the audience doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Instagram at the Adopt Twins. That's T-H-E-A-D-O-P-T-W-I-N-S. And as Billy reminded me, that is one T. Adopt Twins, one T. Okay. Now, not to be a broken record, but we do a series called Podcast Collide, which we, we, we closed it down where we used to bring other podcasts on. And we do an unfiltered series now. So this will be under our unfiltered series brand. Cool. Um, so we're going to get deep with you real quick because we went deep with him. We asked him some personable questions. So I'm going to start with you on the hot seat right now. Okay. You're doing a podcast. Yes. You record it and you guys have a software that you use that records it and you can edit inside that. So that's something that's amazing. So you don't have two steps, three steps to it. Has there ever been a time that the internet connection messed up and y'all had to re-record? Oh, well, the there have been times where we've gotten cut off and we've had to start again. So we've had separate tracks uh, that we've had to put together. Um, there's also been times where I've accidentally deleted the entire track and I said, oh no, I don't want to tell him I just lost the entire episode. But <laughs> luckily, because I had cut out a whole large section of it while I was making edits. I uh, luckily was able to go through all of my scraps and find that whole large section and never had to tell him until just now. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, some of the series that we've all found out at podcast, uh, PodFest, I said podcast, PodFest, was that IDMB, we can put ourselves on there. I don't know if y'all heard that yesterday. Oh, yes. We heard that. So, in the near future, we're obviously we're going to do it probably when we leave, and I know that you all are going to eventually do something like sure. that. So have y'all set up a little prime time to do a little photo shoot with each other just to have extra stuff for promotional reasons? Yes, you know, I was going to uh, suggest that for this time around. I thought that would have been great to do, and I was going to bring my Canon camera, and it was going to be awesome, and then I realized that it would not fit in my little personal bag, so I said, well, do I want to pay more to bring that? And the answer is no. So I am going to be in Chicago in a couple of months, and we will do it then. Okay, and I'm glad for that because I tell you, we got the little EO5 Rebel or whatever, the Canon. Yes, and we that's looked, what I got. Yeah, we, we yeah, looked yeah. at it and I was like, if I bring this out here, 
and I break this lens, can I afford that lens again? No. No. If I break this microphone, yeah, because I have to have it. But that camera, you can't replace it. So that's just, and it's like, you know, our phones do decent pictures and stuff like that for little things like that. So I just wanted to ask you that. Now, furthermore in detail, he told us about the podcast. He gave his description. I need your description of this because there's two things. Like, when you talk to her about the podcast and you talk to me about the podcast, I'm very analytical, so I'm going to break down everything. I'm going to tell you what happened last December, what happened last January in the snow when I was at Cotton. When were we last up in Boston? March of? Whatever. I'll tell you about our travels and something extra to go with the story. And she's just going to tell you it's a society culture podcast. So now, please, Meg, tell us your side of the description of your podcast. Okay, well, the Adopt Twins is about two adoptees, one being a transracial adoptee and one that might be illegally adopted from the black market. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, And we are telling our stories about life loss, moving on and growing up and dealing with how that happens uh, from the adoptee lens. And uh, we are really speaking to other adoptees so that they can find community and uh, connect and know that how they feel is valid. And uh, we also hope that others who are not adopted will understand a little bit more about how we feel. Now, during this process, do you get a self-healing every time that you hear someone else's story? Or is it kind of like it's just your heartstrings play when you hear these other stories? Yeah, when other people, I when I've talked with other people through Instagram or uh, other uh, sites, when I hear them, I'm like, it, it makes me feel better because I realize, you know, I've always felt so alone in it, but now that I have like a community around me and I feel, uh, I feel that I'm not losing my mind and I'm like, okay, I, it is valid how I feel. I, I can feel this way. It is okay. And there are others out there like me who understand where I'm coming from and why I feel this way and what is going on with me so so how does it make you feel knowing that it's more than just being an influencer it's more than being a content creator how does it make you feel like when you touch someone and they know that they can relate to you because this is an isolated situation you know some people may be stuck behind walls that they can't they don't really know how to talk about this listen to your show and now they're open to um what you know what you guys have told them and now they can go on in life how does that make you feel is it a gratification or what what emotion do you get from that i feel grateful that i that they were able to have that feeling from something that i said that they trusted us enough to uh, want to be open and let those walls down with with us and then with their further community okay okay now um to wrap it up because i know that everybody's got engagements and different things that they have to do i want to thank you both for coming on the show west virginia commonplace we always try to we're society culture podcast so we cover everything under different realms um could you please give us one final plug of everywhere they can meet and greet you across the internet and then i want you both to do something real quick if you can step back in real quick I need you guys to give a big shout out to the people that are behind the scenes that help both of y'all motivate you all to even want to do this. This is our first time plugging ourselves. So 
First of all, please check us out on Instagram at The Adopt Twins. That's all one word, The A-D-O-P-T-W-I-N-S. You can also check us out at TheAdoptTwins.com. Oh, never mind. It's at Adopt Twins. Is that Twitter? Yes. Yeah, we're at Twitter. No the, but just Adopt Twins. You can take a look at us on Facebook as well. And find us on Spotify. I think that's probably where people are listening to us the most. Absolutely. And www.theadopttwins.com, A-D-O-P-T-W-I-N-S.com. And I would like to thank just everybody who's been listening so far. I'd like to thank um, whoever it is in Kansas that keeps listening to every one of ours. Uh, I'd like to thank my wife for getting impatient with the uh, fact that there hasn't been an episode released in the time frame of her liking, which means she likes us. <laughs> Um, and just everybody else who's been supportive. And I would like to thank, uh, of course, these same people and uh, friends of mine who have had great things to say and motivation and um, my therapist, who is also a transracial adoptee and who has helped me a lot with everything. Rachel Forbes, you can find her on Instagram. <laughs> All right, I'm JR from West Virginia and Commonplace, and we're signing off. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site, join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.